So my wife is in the other room reading to our nephews. It's become like a pandemic routine. She will uh, she will read to them. It's like uh, mysteries and Encyclopedia Brown, I think, is the latest that she's been reading to them. And uh, it's kind of cute that, that they even want her to do that. You know, you always think, kids these days and their devices... But, uh, you know, in this case, these kids are kind of old-fashioned. They're uh, wanting somebody to read to them. So that's cool. I've got a few minutes, and there's, there's one thing I would never do, and that is prepare for a podcast. I've just been fucking around my studio. Um, so this is, you know, your, your, your Head the Gong podcast. We're talking about, you know, creativity. It's free form, baby. I did finally out the first episode of the chamber door which was again just completely extemporaneous but it's more since it touched on philosophical and quasi-political things i putting it under that heading this is more uh yeah creative process creative life i've been in the studio i've got one of the things my wife she gave me for my birthday my 50th birthday is this Bose uh, PA system basically? It's like one of those line array things, and it's their newest, their newest version. And I, you know, I have a PA system in my studio, and it's a super old PV MP5 Plus thing from the '90s. And it has all kinds, of, you know, it's a lot of feedback problems, and it's just, it's a pain in the ass. And this thing, this Bose, is designed to just be able to grab your SM58 mic and your acoustic electric and plug it in, and then boom, you're instantly, you're having a really nice live sound, and you can use it kind of as a monitor and a PA at the same time. So now I know what you're saying is that you don't perform, Bob, so why would you get something like that? Well, I do perform for myself. I do like to play to a PA system facing me if I can get away with it without the feedback. I've been been enjoying doing that for years as opposed to just singing in my room. There's just something about, you know, it's like you're singing in the bathroom or the shower. You have that sound coming back at you. But I think I found a, a decent way to record it just live. So uh, I'll throw some little tidbits in there from my practice session today, just, uh, you know, why not? Turns shit to gold and 
blows my soul crazy the end of the end we live again oh I grow weary of the end oh hungry days in the footsteps Yeah, it's been a musical day. There's a uh, a podcast that was recommended to me called Broken Record. It has Malcolm Gladwell, I think, and Rick Rubin and somebody else. And I just heard it was, you know, they're inter- basically they're interviewing musicians and uh, about their creative process. So I said, ooh, that's right up my alley. So I went back into the archives and first I listened to Glenn Hansard, who's the Irish uh, singer, songwriter guy. who's just a hero of mine. And it was from a, a while ago when he put out his last album, but it was just awesome. I mean, I can, I just so resonate with everything this guy says. Um, one thing he said that I thought was really interesting is he says that when he's writing songs, he likes to use instruments that he's not really good at. And so he'll like go to the piano and just sit down and plunk out some chords and then something will come to him that would never come to him otherwise. And it's kind of because he doesn't know what he's doing on the piano. He doesn't really know what the chords are. And even, he said, if uh, at the end of the day, I mean, if you transcribe it to guitar, it was just some basic one, four, five standard chords, and it was really nothing original. 
it still has this awesomeness because of a certain naivete that you approach it with. Whereas from his vantage point, you know, on the guitar, he's just, he's such a, a maestro on that thing that, you know, he's just locked into certain grooves. So when he picks up the guitar, it's hard for him to break out of his usual pattern. And, uh, you know, this is where people talk about drugs and music, like so many artists and musicians have taken drugs to kind of bust them out of their pattern so that they would just see something differently. And, uh, Hansard also, he said basically that he, he never wanted to be that great at the guitar. He didn't want to become like a technically amazing lead player and know all the jazz chords and scales and all this. He said he only wanted to be good enough to serve the song, just good enough to, to play a song and not any better, which is unusual. I've never heard anyone say it quite like that, but I can kind of relate. I mean, some of that's just a justification for the fact that I suck at the guitar, but I never really did have that much interest. Of course, in my fantasy world, I would love to be able to like shred an amazing solo, but when you see what it takes to actually do that, like practicing scales and this calisthenics of, you know, practicing, excuse me. Um, yeah, there's no fucking way I'm going to do that. You know, I just, yeah, I just don't want to, I'm not interested in that. And I can see that if you nerd out on the guitar and you're playing scales and going for dexterity and all that, that's just a completely different thing than what Hansard and, and I do. Um, which is, and, and even when he, he was really explaining his songwriting process in a cool way, and even the uh, guy interviewing him said, you know, could you just right now, you know, just make up a song and have your, these other musicians that are hanging out with you just immediately fall in. And he's like, Oh sure. A hundred percent. And he just immediately started just playing whatever came to his mind. And you know, it sounded as good as anything that was on his album. It was just completely extemporaneous. Um, and he recorded that whole album that way. I think it was this wild willing. Is that what it was called? But he re- he did the whole album that way. Just very uh, spontaneous, except maybe for, you know, some of the lyrics, and he, was, he also, something I could relate to is the lyrics are just often placeholders. And then he's got the melody and the, the feel of the song. And then he might walk around and come up with the lyrics to to fill the thing out um, later on. So, yeah, so I, I love Glenn. I love listening to it and just hearing him talking about it. And I actually, you know, it was the same, same with me. I don't really know what I'm doing on any instrument, but. I have written songs on the piano where uh, it could only have happened just by fiddling on the piano because I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'll throw the recording in here, but I I recall uh, many years ago when my wife's grandfather was still alive. He was very elderly, like in his 90s, and he just lost his wife, and we went down there, and we were hanging out with him. And he had an old piano on the screened-in porch, and I just started fooling around on the piano, and uh, I think I just stuck like a handheld recorder, just set it on top of the piano, and I thought I just stumbled into a cool chord pattern. And you can even hear the screened-in porch door slamming several times as people just came in and out and walked right past me. 
And uh, I just recorded that and then sang a melody over it. And of course, it sounds like garbage from a recording perspective, but I just really liked the soul of it. And I just, uh, I just, I really like that recording, even though it's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, and also right now I'm finishing up listening to another episode of that it's like about Jack White and Brendan Benson from the Rack and Tours. They're hanging out talking about music, and Jack White's very uh, cantankerous old dude at this point. You know, he's got that sort of anti today's music vibe. I mean, it's part of what defines him. He's got that retro thing where he loves the he loves the aesthetics of you know vinyl and vintage stuff and he hates the way music is produced in modern times and it seems to be very soulless so you know he, he does ha- have that vibe and that but it, it, it's so subtle it's like whenever and he talked about this in the interview he'll whenever he starts shitting on like music of today and starts to make a grand statement about how technology is ruining everything or then there's always exceptions because there's always really good shit that uh, that people are putting out. But it's a good point. Rick Rubin, who's a famous music producer who was part of this interview, was saying that, you know, the bar is so much lower now. It was very high. Like in the 60s, just to get signed, you had to be amazing. And you had to, you know, be, your band would have to be so good and you could, completely take advantage of the little bit of studio time you had because you had to absolutely nail it. You only had like nine hours or whatever and you're going to record the album right then and there and there's no going back and fixing things. And So it just selected for a very different um, type of musician. You had to be very polished just to get in the door. And now anybody, you know, the bar is so low that anybody can get over it because just some D-bag like me um, sitting in their room can record something and put it out there. And so you don't have to be good at all. And there's just so much more noise. And so you, there's so much more shit out there, but the good stuff is still there. It's just a matter of, uh, finding an, and like Rick Rubin said, there is something, uh, something great about that is because there's so much stuff out there now that would never have gotten over that high bar back in the day. 
because the person just wasn't, you know, a great singer, technically as good or a little weird. And um, you can put your stuff out there and something truly groundbreaking and interesting can get through now where it couldn't have gotten through before. So anyway, I'm looking forward to diving a little bit into that. And uh, what else is going on? That's basically what's on my mind. I just figured I'd check in and throw out a little bit of recording and uh, I wasn't really feeling it. This is another lesson. Like I just plugged in the bows and started singing a couple of uh, covers and uh, also I was a couple of Beck cover songs from his, uh, shit, I forgot the name of the album. It's like one of those acoustic Beck things that slow, mellow, acoustic Beck and I really uh, like that vibe. So I did a couple of those. I think, let's see, Dead Melodies was one of them. And The End? I don't know. But I've always been fat. I think Mutations, yeah, that's the name of the, the record. Where will you go when this day is over? A gambler's Lays on the road Straight to your door Snakes have gone crazy tonight Winding their way out of sight Alas self-conscious because I'm always doing covers so it's like well what can I work on like you know an original thing so I tried to just uh just push through a song idea of my own that was just very simple and I didn't even have the melody or anything really set in advance so it didn't come out great but it was still captures I'm gonna call it uh for now uh where I am is what I'll call it and um yeah, it was just just to, 
you know, with all this creativity stuff and listening to these podcasts, I think, well, shit, the least I could do is try to push through my own creative idea. So I'll throw that in there too. And, uh, yeah. And, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't feeling it. Like there's been so many times over the last couple of weeks I've been practicing where I'm, I feel totally in the zone and that's sounding great to me. And I'm like, shit, I should have recorded that. And then today when I actually had a little bit of time to record, I just absolutely wasn't present and feeling it at all. But I've, uh, yeah, I've decided not to let that stop me these days. You just have to do it anyway. And, um, just trying to get in that habit of, uh, recording and keeping that creative fire going. So this is probably going to just be a brief thing. I've only been rambling on for about 14 minutes or something like that. But, uh, I'll throw in some uh, some of those songs either at the end or throughout this, and it's uh, yeah just to just to get the creative fires going again. So hope everyone's doing fine out there, and uh, we'll check in with you next time. Bye. Oh
Absolute dog shit is what I heard.